Hello, everyone, and welcome to Video Game Realness, episode 68, serving up your bi-weekly dose of gaming chit-chat among friends. I'm your host, Delvin, and this week we have Michael. Yay, and I'm not eating anything. Yay! I'm Cameron. Hi. And James couldn't be here this week, but we have a very full episode, lots to talk about, from PAX and GDC, and plus other just random things that happened, like there was a uh, Nintendo Direct, and there was just random new like game updates and release dates, and stuff happened. It's crazy, though. Like I was saying to you guys that ever since Joystick closed down, I have not really like found my new... Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm like not finding the thing where because the weird thing with joystick, I guess, because you could just scroll down and like read most of the story without having to click yeah, through the yeah. jump, is that I would read about things that I normally wouldn't care about. Right. And now with other sites, when I'll go through news, I just don't even bother to click on the thing to read it. So I just feel like you're like, not I getting look at, as I look at I look at our sheet and I'm like, what's what. What happened? When, when did this happen? <laughs> what is this? Who are these people? What is this game? I've never heard of that. And it's like, yeah, like, you're not you're not getting as much information yeah. before. I, I really do have a sore spot now without joystick being there because I always used to use joystick to yeah because do literally just scroll through it because of the blog format it made it very easy to yeah. just find everything chronologi- chronologically. Wow, yeah. words. But then over all the other ones, they have all these splash things and ads yeah, and then like they're exactly. like rotating mm-hmm. stuff and it's just like, and, uh, and, and good news for joystick stuff is that so editor in chief Ludwig Keatsman and then their managing editor Susan Arendt both got hired at Games Radar Plus okay, um, cool. this week. So he's the new editor in chief of Games Radar Plus for North America and she's managing editor there as well. So. Hopefully that'll become the new... Yeah, so that, to me, is like I, like, started uh, a a bookmark for it. And I'm gonna, like... I mean, obviously, it'll take a few weeks for things to... Oh, yeah. But... You know, hopefully come E3 time, we'll have, like... I need that. You need, like, that site to just be... Here's Mm -hmm. all your info. I mean, I've been going to IGN, and it's it's okay. I just hate having to filter through all the other... Kind of the movie stuff, the TV stuff, the 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 clickbaity stuff. stuff. Like you have to kind Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. sift through the stuff to actually find the news on there. Because some of it is just like, "Ooh, this is what we like on the top favorite Nintendo games," and it's like. I that's great. Don't be but tagged as news. Yeah, it's like <laughs> oh. that's great. But my opinion yeah. is news. Yeah, they'll make a news by putting in the last paragraph one thing saying Splatoon coming later. This. Yeah, like, <laughs> <off>. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, um, so as per usual, we're going to start with now playing. Um, I'm going to go first because I never get to go first. Fantastic. Um, so the past week I've been playing more Monster Hunter. I'm up to, I think, 60 hours played. Oh, which my is, girl. Which, considering that I'm in school and working a lot. How? Are you I, sleeping? Are you sleeping? Um, a, a little bit. <laughs> wow. That there, is I'm like... not going to lie. There have been some nights where I've been up till 2 or 3 in the morning playing Monster Hunter. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. I just... Like, sometimes I'll just be sitting around and watching TV and then, like, uh, doing my farming stuff, because there's yeah, a lot of... Those kind of games are perfect if you've got uh, a show to, like, either binge-watch, but something, preferably, that you like, that you've already watched, yes. <laughs> but you just need something while you're doing the mind-numbing, like, mm-hmm. perfect yeah. for that. So there's, like, a lot of farming you 
you well, you don't have to do, you can do yeah. um, to save money. And so you can go and get the items you need. So you can make like your your potions and your um, your traps and things like that to capture the monsters and stuff like that. So I usually go through a phase of like going through back and forth, like do a bunch of farming so that when I go online, all my shit's just there. I can just grab it and just go mm-hmm. and not have to like go and like buy stuff and then combine. Because like when it's online, like if you're playing with other people most people aren't going to wait for you to sit there and like combine all your items and like make all your stuff and go run and shop here and like people aren't going to wait for you it's like we're picking the quest this is what we're doing let's go yeah um and so i usually like to have everything ready to go so i've been doing that a lot and then um the i've been playing league of legends again That's Sona skin. My right, right problem. Here, see, here's my problem with League of Legends. They have a way to find a way to get you back into the game. They find your demographic, and they're like, and for you, it was it was what was it like? Gay sorceress with gay sorceress with outfit changes. Yeah. Okay. Boom! You're back in the game. <laughs> Seriously, like they oh on Valentine's Day, like they also found a way to to draw gays in too because they had um, Varus, which is usually like this ugly. Um, he's like AD carry. Yeah, he's so emo Snake. that he gets like all gross. Yeah. Okay. But then they released this like pretty shirtless Cupid looking skin of him when he looks pretty damn sexy. So, okay, so let's draw in, like, yeah. the hungry, thirsty gays to come back and play who haven't been playing. And, they, and, and they right do, in time for Valentine's yeah, Day. But so they, if you're just at home alone and... Yeah, oh, but they do this with, like, all their characters. like And, like, so all demographics. I do love that they do that. Yeah, like, like, you want boobs? Here's boobs. You want, like, your super mask, musk, like, whatever? He, like, they... They find ways to draw you back in. Anyway, so DJ Sona was the one that did it for me. And honestly, the skin is really so much fun because you can, like, change the music and, yeah. like, your effects change. And it's just so it's, honestly the coolest skin, in my opinion, that they've put out in the game. So it's more than a skin. It's kind of like a... Like, it, it, it completely changes, yeah. like, your auras and everything, and, like, the music changes, the sound effects change, and, like, there's three yeah. sets. It literally oh. changes everything but the gameplay itself. Yeah. Cool. Which is... That's really well, cool. Well, hey, that's, that's like, totally what you want from something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like to... And it was on sale for the first week, so I was like, I am jumping on this because the regular price is, like... Well, the points is, like, 3,200-something points, which I think equates to, like, 30-something dollars. And then uh, it was on sale for two thousand something. Yeah, <laughs> the, the remember that Michael just made. Remember, you can still play the game, and it's free. But if you want the premium stuff, it's going to cost oh. you money. So oh. I, whatever, fine. I didn't mind. Um, and what else have I played? You know, I still haven't got to play Captain Toad yet. I've rented oh it, and I haven't played it yet. Girl, girl, I know. And then I have rented Majora's Mask. And I just haven't. Oh, been... you only rented that? I thought you bought it. Well, I didn't. I didn't buy it because I have it on N sixty four cartridge. Oh, yeah, plus you probably I, had it on virtual console. I also bought it yeah. on virtual console. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I really need to buy this game a third time? See, I never bought it ever. So like one time, I was like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my thing with with buying Major, <laughs> with Majora's Mask. I'm like, yeah, I'll play it, um, but I don't feel the need to. Pay oh, for no. it a third time. Yeah. At, like mm. 
Ocarina of Time I bought because I've never actually owned Ocarina of Time. That makes a big difference. Like, I borrowed it from a friend. Um, Oh, I had the disc that came with um, Wind Waker. Oh, my God. I have that, too. Oh, that disc. And that's, like, the the (laughs) The only form. The like, Zelda stuff. Yeah. I don't know why they've never done anything like that again. Like... Yeah. Probably because it was a ludicrous amount of work, and yeah. then it was, like, only if you pre-ordered the yeah. thing. I bought... I didn't even pre-order Wind Waker. I found that in an EB Games one Someone time. traded that in? What an idiot. Someone traded that in, and I bought it for, like, $12. Yeah, someone was an idiot. Yeah, this is, like, back in the game Someone is gonna regret that. <laughs> I know. Like, a lot. Yeah. But I, I haven't been as drawn to play Majora's Mask, because, again, it wasn't one of my favorite Zelda games. And then Monster Hunter has been owning my life. So once I'm wean off <laughs> Monster Hunter, oh God, yeah, then like... I can actually play Majora's Mask. I mean, it won't take me long to play because I I remember the game fairly well. So and I and I, anything I don't remember, I will just use a guide because I have beaten it already. Uh, yeah, I mean, I so I decided yesterday for two whole minutes to pick up Majora's Mask. And I started it, and I was walking around, and then I just kept watching the clock, and I was like, nope! No, I can't do this right now! Nope, not the time! Because it was, like, one of those things where I was like, oh, I've got, like, 20 minutes, maybe I'll just, like, play and explore. And I was like, no, you need to, like, when you you play, you need to, like, sit for a session. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead... Which I also found, I felt that... um, uh, uh, what was the 2D one that came out? Link Between Worlds. Yeah, I felt Link Between Worlds was better for that. Yeah, Link Between Worlds. You can literally just be like, boop, 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 yeah. boop. Like, yeah. Like, it's, just pick it up and, like, and, and know where you were and then yeah. just, like, jump back Except in. Except if you haven't played it for a year and then you replay because that's what I did. And then I opened it up and I was like, well, this is... Because, okay, when, when you play um, Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright... Whenever you restart, like, not restart, but reopen the game and play it again, there's a little screen that just yeah. says, like, oh, here's what's happened, mm-hmm. and in here you, know, you are. And in Zelda Link Between Worlds, I just kind of wish, like, it could read your save file and be like, oh, you haven't played for a year? Here's, here's where, where you are. are. Because I have no Why clue. Why can't all games that just are, especially just, RPGs. Oh, Star Wars so The Old Republic actually does that in the loading screens. Like, the loading screens are, this is where the story is right now and what just happened kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Where you're going. Yeah, I feel that like, I find being really helpful. Yeah. Like, I feel this needs to be a standard for games yeah. going forward. For me, like, I that's the thing. I really want to play A Link Between Worlds again. Like, I so want to finish it now, especially with the super stable 3D. It'll be awesome because you can play mm. with that and it'll look great. And... I, I got six hours into the game the first time, so I don't want to redo the six hours, but I have no fucking clue where I am or what happened or anything. Like, I can't remember a well, bit of it. Well, one of the good things about it is that there's no particular order. Yeah, So you no. just need to really look at what dungeons you've already done. I know, done, I know, but like... And then just go to another dungeon. I know, so I just... That's I, all you need I to do. That's what I did when I re-got into Skyward Sword in the summer. It was like, I was six and a half hours in, and then I was like, fuck, where am I? And I was like, oh, should I restart? Should I restart? And I was like, no, oh god, the beginning yeah. of that game is fucking... Like, a task and a half no. to get through. <laughs> so then I just, like, kept going, and I feel like if you just kind of push through, yeah. eventually you reach a point where you feel like It'll you click. remember. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I remembered where I ended on that game. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I'm going to um, uh, hopefully pick that up soon. But uh, I got Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, mm-hmm. um, so I've been playing that, which is a lot of fun. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's a very cute game. Oh my god, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, but I still don't quite get why it was a Wii U game and not a 3DS game. I um, every time I play, I turn on the TV so that I have the nicer sound. Mm-hmm. But I never once look up because yeah. I tried to once. I tried to. And then I just kept drawing, like, way above where Kirby was. So you need to look down, and you've got to be so focused, because everything is so reliant on that touchscreen. And it makes no sense why. Absolutely. I don't understand why, like, this was a DS game. Like, the original. You know what should have happened? This should have been on 3DS, and Triple Deluxe should have been on yeah. Wii U. Except for the fact that Triple Deluxe is supposed to be, like, 3D. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this would have been a perfect time, since Nintendo's dabbling in cross-buying, yeah, cross-platform uh, games, and Kirby's always the the franchise they use to test out yeah, stuff. everything. Yep. This would have been the perfect game to dual-release yeah. it. Put it on like, 3DS... <laughs> Put it on Wii U. Unlike fucking Mario and Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. Stars. Which I'm sorry, is the fucking worst name ever. It's called (laughs) Tipping Stars because there's an online community where you can create levels and tip stars to people. Yeah. So, like, if you like it, you tip them stars. So they called the game Tipping Stars. Yeah. Wow. Here's Mario 3 3 D jumping. Like, um, (laughs) that's the worst thing ever. Right? That's literally the worst. Terrible. So, anyway, um, yeah, so I've been playing Kirby, which is lots of fun. And then I beat Pokemon Shuffle, which is like, that game is so fun. And I have not spent a fucking dime. Yeah. Um, And I've played 18 hours of that game. Um, So now. You didn't find a dime! So. Well, okay, because with that, I'll usually just pick it up for like a couple minutes, but I don't know where the fuck 18 hours of playtime came from. Like, I. I am, You're just like, I am at a loss because, <laughs> like. I do not know. But anyway, it's so fun. Um, there's 150 stages, um, and then there's expert stages. And so now that I finished the 150 regular, I did a couple of the expert, but now I've decided I'm going to catch all of the Pokemon. So you're going to go back and yeah. try to catch them. Yeah. So I'm almost there. I've you must have a ton like, of, like, coins and stuff. Um, I don't have, like, a huge amount. I think I've got, like, 4,000 okay. or something. So it's not like... So you need to. Them. Yeah, well, I was using them on the Mega bosses. Like, once you get to, like, Mega Mawile, every Mega stage from that point on is a challenge and a half. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, from stage 90 to 150, it's fucking tough. So, um, yeah, I, I um, played that, and now I'm just, like, catching all the Pokemon, which is fun, because apparently if you catch all the Pokemon and you get an S rank on all of them, then you can unlock Mewtwo, and the last stage is Mega Mewtwo, so you get Mega Mewtwo-ite. Um, but the thing that's kind of weird to me about it is that, like, after you do all of this, you'll unlock Mewtwo and you'll get Mega Mewtwo out, but you would literally have done everything everything in the fucking game where then using him has no point because you've gotten the highest rank in everything. Like, it makes no sense Well, it's the same way, you know, you, when you actually got Mewtwo in the game, it was after you've already done everything in the game. Yeah. So it was like, here's Mewtwo, but you've already done everything in the game. Wah, wah. So. So I guess they're kind of following in the same vein of that. But then you got Mew for free if you played in the first three weeks. Like, it's weird. Anyway, so yeah, I've been playing that, and then um, Jamie and I played some Mario Kart 8 last night, which was lots of fun. The new DLC comes out in... Like, April or May. April or May. Yeah, it's soon, so yay. And then, um, 
yeah, I've been playing those two, and then I got into Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, and that is fun, and I'm gonna create, like, a, a team of Pokemon that I've never really played with before, <laughs> but in Pokemon Shuffle, I kind of became attached to them, yeah. so now I'm like, oh, this will be fun! So, like, so do you think this might have been Nintendo's plan to kind of, like, suck a little people back into the Pokemon universe through a free-to-play game. Maybe. The reason, actually, it all happened, though, is because now I've realized why it's so smart how they do this, is that last weekend you could get a Latios or Latias for um, Ruby or Sapphire. Mm -hmm. Um, If you, like, signed into the game and did a mystery gift with, like, a code. Right. And I had bought the game, if you remember, back over on Boxing Day, and I hadn't played it yet, and then I was like, oh, okay, free Pokemon, I should just, like, sign in, so I, I get just it. did that, right, and I don't have the Pokemon, but I have the the item that you need to take ship to get the Pokemon, mm-hmm. so I, I will have it, um, but so then I started playing that, and I realized how it's so smart of them to release these legendary Pokemon through event things by only having it available, um, uh, like, how, like... I guess the game came out in November, like, four months later, three, four months later, how smart that is, because it gets people to have to open up the, the game, game again. Um, and at least maybe start playing again, or yeah. maybe start talking about it again, or so, whatever. Yeah, I've been playing that, I'm not far at all, I'm like 45 minutes in. And then, um, yeah, so that's pretty much all of that, and then Cameron and I got into Pokemon cards! Yes, you've been uh, sucked oh, into the God. whole, like, world of Pokemon, yeah. you asshole. I know! You asshole. But it's so fun, Pokemon cards are so fun, like, I, I really, really enjoy it, just because I played Yu-Gi-Oh! a few months ago, and Yu-Gi-Oh! is a lot more complicated, it's really difficult to get people into it, they mm. have to really want to, whereas Pokemon is, like, much more you can convince people to play easily, and mm-hmm. if you have extra cards, which you will, um, <laughs> then you can just be like, yeah, here, make a deck, and they can kind of pick it up and, and learn themselves very quickly. Okay. Yeah, I played back in high school, back when a Chansey was the most overpowered card ever, and now this one, in like our third game, turn one, puts down a Zernius um, EX. Which... And I put down a Bidoof. And it's like, thanks. I, I'm going to call this one a loss. <laughs> so, okay, basically, there's, like, a, a couple changes to Pokemon, and they've only been more recent changes to the trade card game, is that, um, so, normally, when you knock out a Pokemon, you get a uh, one-prize card from, from your pile. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are these new ones called Pokemon EX. Um, so it's just, like... Let's say you have a Venusaur, right? Normally you would have to evolve your Bulbasaur into an Ivasaur and an Ivasaur into a Venusaur. Mm -hmm. But with a Pokemon EX card, Venusaur is a basic Pokemon, so you can just bring it out right away. But the the risk with playing an EX card is that if it gets knocked out, your opponent takes two prize cards. So it's like... I should point out, though, there's more to it than that. EX cards are also, they have almost double the HP of a normal Pokemon. They They have attacks that do, like, one-shot anything kind of thing. So it was like, I feel like if you're playing against somebody who has EX cards, you're kind of... You need to have have an EX card. Yeah. Yeah. So after after, um, our first... Two games. Yeah. I took out my EX cards. And, and then it got really close. And then yeah. you put one in. And, and then I put one in. Close, and it was really but... close. Yeah, because I just wanted to see what the yeah. balance was like with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I yeah, got to go so... out and 
find some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I was looking, because then I realized that I wanted an Espeon card, and apparently there's an Espeon EX. Yeah, it doesn't look very... It, no, it's, and it's, it's EX. Like, so uh, then it's I realized... It's a supporty type mm-hmm. of EX card rather than uh, your type. Like, Michael plays Pokemon cards like, I'm going to put down the strongest thing and just blow everything up. Meanwhile, I'm playing like the, I'm just going to put out a lot of stuff that has a lot of HP, and I'm just going to let it sit there while mm-hmm. I make my other Pokemon better. But that's also how you play Pokemon. Yeah. yeah I play we play, we play very slow. Yeah. Exactly how so it was so funny because Cameron just had this. He had a fucking clam pearl because we played for two and a half hours yesterday. Um, so he had a fucking clam pearl that has this one move, and he brought it out right early in the game when I was still attaching energies to my basic Pokemon and like. The Clam Pearl's ability was like, it can only be killed if the attack does more than 50 damage, which basically requires you to have a stage 2 Pokemon or a really ridiculous basic Pokemon like Tornadus. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, then uh, I I couldn't do it for like for like six moves in a row. I couldn't kill it because I wasn't getting the card I needed yeah. to level up. So what else does this Pokemon do? Or is it just... It just- has to take Basically, 50 damage to kill it, or is there something that you have sits to, there and does... It would literally just, I need this to stand in front while I get my next Pokemon. Oh, so it's like yeah, a tank. So he was, it's, it was a tank. Yeah. I have a lot of oh, tanks. Okay. And then, because then what he was doing is he was he was leveling up his Spiel to a Celio and then to a Walrian, and attaching all of the energy, so then when his Walrian comes out, it just does 120 damage and kills most things. <laughs> so, um, is there... Um, I, I, I try to relate everything to Hearthstone, because yeah. I is the only card game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in Hearthstone, you have the tank characters that have taunt, so you are forced to attack that one character while the the others are, are safe. Is there a similar structure well, in Pokemon? How it works in Pokemon is you have one active Pokemon, and that's who you attack. Okay. And then you just have your bench, which is sort of like having the other ones in your Pokeball, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, so there's only one out on the field yeah, at a time. Yeah, it's just like... There the, are certain the things that can things. hurt the Pokemon on your bench, so like if somebody's Blizzard, yeah. that'll hit the things on their or bench Or like well. I have... My, my Xerneas has Fuck an attack Xerneas. called Breakthrough, so it does 60 damage to the active Pokemon and 30 damage to one of the benched Pokemon. And how um, do you just determine which one? You just pick. you just get to pick. I get to pick which one I want to damage. So if he's retreated, oh, so you have to show your bench. Oh yeah, yes, the bench, your bench is, is totally all yeah. yeah. Oh, so like you lay them down and like you can't once they're on your bench. So if you a... wanted to bring it back to your hand, like you can't bring something that's on your bench back to your hand. Once it's down, it's it's down till it's dead. Okay, so. You have Pokemon that are in your cards that are in your hand, and then there's a certain amount that you put on the bench. Yes, immediately. you can put five cards on the bench, and you're one active Pokemon. So it's just like having six in the the game. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of weird. It's, just because I'm when like, you when you normally, actually see it in front of you, it makes a lot. It's more It's basically sense, like but. like pretending that nobody has the uh, taunt ability from her zone except the. Per- Person in front always has taunt. Right, That's how it works. Mm-hmm. And and so during that time, while that one Pokemon that, that you yeah. had out, you're just building up energy for yeah because the I, other Pokemon yeah. that you want to eventually switch mm-hmm. out and that are going to well, be stronger to do exactly. to do an attack. Um, each attack has a certain number of energy that are attached to it. Right. And you can only attach one energy to your Pokemon per turn. And that's only to one Pokemon per turn. So his Walrian has a really strong attack, but it requires four energy. So it takes four turns to do, to get that attack ready. So he can have that 
strong. You want to you want to get it ready on your bench so that when it comes out, it attacks right away. Although sometimes I will just send a Pokemon out and then attach energy while it's still on the <laughs> field, like, and I'll just like wait. I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. It's got high HP. (laughs) You won't get to kill this. Um, And then, so I play with a fairy and psychic deck. And, like, I feel like it's pretty strong. Like, I I have the support cards to... He has a lot of healing types of things. (laughs) And then some things that work really well with fairy. Yeah, and then, like, my fairy cards work well with my fairy cards. So they have, like, abilities that'll let me, like, pull out fairy cards for free. Because usually there's a retreat cost. And then, like, (laughs) and then a fairy stadium card is, like, the fucking most ridiculous thing. I found a card that actually destroys stadiums. I didn't get it because that would be mean to just directly counterplay your one deck. <laughs> they're, they're, um, it it just sounds very. I mean, again, I've never played another card game, but it does seem a bit odd that you can see what the other person is is essentially planning to play. Exactly, because then you start planning yourself. Yeah, maybe you might hold that one Pokemon still in your hand. Yeah. So the one thing, that, yeah. <coughs> so that once you you can do is that um, you okay. So as you're evolving your Pokemon up. Um, the energy cards that are already attached to them stay as you evolve it up. So what Cameron could do is if he's evolving, he wants to evolve his Celio into a, a Walrian, he can attach all of the energies to his Celio. And I don't know that he could have a Walrian in his hand. Then he could bring the Celio out and then evolve it to a Walrian. And they'll be like, oh, fuck, he's going to do it. Okay, so... so- Okay, so you do have the cards that are on your bench, but then you have more in your hand exactly. that you can still do yeah. some yep. switcheroo. Yeah. So, okay. All right. It's making a little bit more sense. Cause I'm, I'm kind of thinking, okay, you have, like, your six cards, and that's it for the game. And then, like, no. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, and you might not have five on your bench at one time. Like, you might only have one. Or you can win the game if your opponent has nothing on the bench. Like, if, if you are really bad at building a deck and you only have, like, stage one or stage two Pokemon, you can't put those down unless they've evolved from a basic Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, it's got to be basic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's... Yeah. It was a lot of fun, so we played for two and a half hours yesterday. Now I have to go spend money on getting cards to do And you see shit. now why I didn't want to, because we went, we went, they went to go buy cards, and I was there, and they're like trying to get me to, to join in, and I'm like, no, this is, this is something that I know I could see myself getting into and spending copious amounts of money on it, which I don't have right now I to know, be just. I did that on Friday. Yeah, I don't have the money to just be throwing into like Pokemon cards. Like, I totally would play, but it's just, no. I I know that I would just be like, well, I want to win every fucking game, so I'm going to go and buy every fucking card to beat all y'all bitches. Yeah. Yeah. But... So then the crazy thing was, so when we went to buy cards on Thursday all together, um, and I bought booster packs, Mm -hmm. and two of the booster packs, I got two of the rarest cards of the whole series. Wow. So yeah, I got a Mega Gardevoir EX, which is worth 20 bucks. And then I got um, a Deoncie, so I have two Deoncies now. Um, It was like the best booster pack ever. I was building a Psychic and Fairy deck. And And bam. And the three hollow cards that I got were psychics and fairies and they were fucking rare and strong and I was like yes yes, <laughs> yes. meanwhile yes I got a loudred is my rare card <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, do you have any other games that you played this week, Cameron? Uh, Yeah, the main thing that I was playing, I haven't played a lot of things, but the main thing that I actually stopped and did was I started a new character in Star Wars The Old Republic. I made a Jedi Knight, which is very not something I would normally do. I don't like playing the 
Jedi characters, and it's also like an in-your-face tank kind of thing. Hmm. With every- Is that the one that I was playing? No, you were playing the uh, Sith Shadow, which is sort of like a assassin tank. Okay, I can't or remember what or, or assassin. <laughs> I don't remember playing. what it was called. But this is like goes up with one sword and just like like this is like playing a uh, not a like a fury warrior in okay. uh, wow okay which I would just never think to do but it's fun there's lots of jumping that's the one great thing about Star Wars the Old Republic compared to a lot of other MMOs you just jump all over the place and it's crazy mm-hmm. um, so wait yeah. when you say you don't normally play as a Jedi do you normally play as like a Sith I well or in that what? game I use my main <laughs> character is uh, Imperial Agent. So it's like... So it's still a good character. No, it's a bad guy. Oh, okay. It's like the evil James Bond for the Empire kind of thing, is how you're playing. Does he have Force Lightning? No, he's like a sniper, but I play him as a a battle medic kind of thing. But he's all stealthy and stuff. So, um... Stealth heals. (laughs) But what I mean by not liking playing like a Jedi Knight, like I don't like going up and... Melee character. Oh, okay. And if I do play melee, it's usually because there's other supporting stuff. Like in Guild Wars, I like playing the Guardian because it has heals and shields and all that stuff. I like that. But this is very much just run in and start bashing, bashing things, things in, the in the face. And it's fun. I never do that. And it <laughs> That's fun. how I like to play games. Like <laughs> I know you do. And yeah. in Smash Brothers too. Like to, like my strategy with everything is just like go for it. Because like in Smash Brothers, I never block or anything. <laughs> yeah, just run in Cameron, and bash and, face. And it's so funny because it's so true across both of these because Cameron in Smash Brothers is all about the shield and then in Pokemon he's all about the stall and, oh, the, yeah, totally. and the tactic and everything he's a very yeah, he's very, very methodical yeah. like he takes his time he's careful and for me I'm just like and it's so funny because then when I play as Villager right with Villager if you run across the screen he'll just trip and throw a pot <laughs> that's just me <laughs> my his villagers dash attack. <laughs> just running and throwing yeah. shit. Furthering this trend of me playing, like, sit back and wait while other people just go crazy. Yeah. Uh, James and I started a game of Civ. We were playing uh, on the same team. This was, like, his second game. He'd only played tutorial. And he was actually pretty damn good at it for never playing before. He played China, of course. I played France, of course. And within, like, 20 turns, he's already got, like, a huge army and is going after... Uh, the Vatican. <laughs> he just starts invading, and I, I'm just sitting back here making my libraries. I'm like, oh, there goes the Vatican. <laughs> okay. Oh, he is now surrounding Moscow. Okay, I'll he's just, just like here. attacking bitches. <laughs> he's just crazy. And right. It's insane. It was so funny. Uh, still on sale uh, until the ninth. That's today. So, go grab it. Oh, do no, I the 8th? So, oh, okay. May so. as well grab it, because it's like, what, 8 bucks or something? Make sure you get, if you want to get it, get the complete edition. Look for the one that says complete, because that will give you all the DLC, all the expansions. And I feel like I should try it, especially if it's like $8. That is insane. Is it $8? Yeah, for a game that is literally a game, two expansion packs, and like... Six or so DLC. Okay, but it's not for Mac. Is it? it might be eight, maybe it's twelve. I don't know, but it's it's, it's so fucking cheap. cheap for something that's like worth sixty, seventy dollars. It's not for Mac, right? I don't know. <sighs> I've never played like a game like that. Yeah, ever. Yeah, no, that's I the thing. I just I don't. I, I don't know. So I'm kind of intrigued, but I'm kind of like, will I like it or will I just be like over it? You know the yeah. macro stuff you do in Star uh, Starcraft, like. Figuring out your buildings and then get, figuring out your resources. Mm-hmm. It's it's like switching that so that is the main focus, and then the combat is there. Okay. You just kind of 
it's sort of turn-based with the way the units attack, and you just kind of put them and they just do it. There's no... There's strate- there's definitely strategy, but it's not, like, micro-strategy. Like, I'm not having to, like, click, like, three Zerglings and have them attack this thing and then, like... <laughs> yeah, you can just go, like, go. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into all the PAX news... Because there's quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> we will be right back. Lordy, lordy. East happened this weekend in where? Boston? Boston. Is that yeah. where it is? Yeah, I think I so. I believe it's in Boston. I, I, I oh, think God. it's in Boston, it's like yeah. one of the ones that we have a chance of ever making it to. I know, it's kind of just over there. Yeah. yeah, except for the fact that, like, you know, you'll probably end up with, like, H1N1 and, like, Ebola. <laughs> Every disease. Like, well, there's always, like, Pax flu always goes around. Like, someone decides that, like, while they're flu-ridden, they should go Go to to a convention center with, like, 20,000 people and just be like... Not only not only <laughs> coughing everywhere, but then demoing all the games and be like, oh, 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 on the controller. Oh, my wow. nose is runny. Oh, God! And, uh, like... Well, one of the the games that had a very massive lineup, uh, which had a two-plus-hour waiting time, was Splatoon. Yay! So Splatoon was there. Um, Nothing really new was shown, um, but the concept of the game is still the same, and and people got to experience it more. Um, So for those who don't remember, Splatoon being the game where you just paint two teams of four, um, and whoever paints the most of their ink on the battlefield by the end of the match to the team that wins. So there's no focus on kill-death ratio, uh, which is good. So, like, you being, ooh, Mr. Awesome, I got 25 kills, means nothing. How much did you paint is what matters. You still want to kill because that'll put them, that'll make them dead for a bit so that they're not painted. But it's not the focus. No, the focus is not to run in and kill everyone and have a high That's very Nintendo. Yeah, it's very Nintendo. Nintendo. Um, You know, and the respawn times are not like super long like and and things like that. So there was a a demo on that and and people were quite interested in it and and, and one of the, the articles I was reading of the person who did it, they were, you know, kind of, like, not really into it, because, like, you know, you're just like, oh, it's just shooting ink and whatever, but from what most people are saying is, like, once you get into it, it's Mm -hmm. actually quite in-depth, it's quite interesting. Oh, I think I would have fun with it. I just don't get why people, like, okay, this game is coming out in, like, May or Mm -hmm. something, right? Like, why would you wait two hours to play this? Like, I don't, I... I, I never understand people that will like wait forever and a day to play these games that well, like, like five minutes. Yeah, well like it's 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 gonna come out not too long. When it comes out you're gonna have all this time to play it. Like I, I understand like at E three when journalists do it because they have to write about right, it. Right, right. But like 
What are you gonna? I know. I wouldn't have waited two hours. Like I would have went and found something else to go. Like I would wait if I'm in between, like going to a panel or something. If I've got for two hours, yeah, I've got nothing else to do. I mean, what else are you going to do at PAX? It's all lines. Like you can be online and go buy stuff. So it's one or the other. I guess that's the thing. That's why I will probably never go to. Well, you could go to the really sad indie booths that have like one guy who's really excited about his game, but nobody's stopping. They're I always feel really bad about. No, they're busy now. That's rude, Cameron. I didn't mean that in a rude way. I mean, I feel bad for them because you always see like there's the one journalist, there's like the one guy is there, and there's like forty people right off in the next looking for another thing. Yeah. There's not even a game there. There's just a pretty looking woman. That sounds very, Again. very. That's a whole other discussion that yeah. I'm not having today. Um, Overwatch was Yay! was shown at PAX. What is this? Overwatch is the Blizzard free, uh, not free, first person <laughs> shooter that they're coming out with, which is people are kind of really um, comparing it to um, Team Fortress Two. Yes, only like on crack. Right. With, like, MMO, I mean, sorry, MOBA-style, like, ultimates. Ultimates and stuff, and and stuff like that. And first-person. And yeah. first-person. Um, so I watched some footage of it. Um, they have two new characters that were revealed. Um, so there's Zarya, which is a, a heavy-hitting support character, who looks actually kind of cool, and, and, like, in her, her play style. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she does, like, she can mark certain characters, and depending on how many characters she's marked, she does more damage or something. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, McCree, which is a high damage mid-range burst character with, like, a pistol that does, like... He looks like a cowboy. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. So, um, I haven't seen very much footage, you know, prior, but from what I've seen of the game, it looks really actually this looks incredible. I am very excited for this game. And, you know, this is just Blizzard again, just finding a way to just own the whole like like universe everything yeah. everyone's saying about it is it's their first try doing a first person shooter and it feels so polished just mm. like with everything Blizzard does is polished first time they've done these things well, and they're they just work but I don't think this is necessary this is the first time they're showing you that they've done anything with this think about they had that one game that um, they were working on for years Titan. and then they cancelled mm-hmm. right True. I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like they only show it when it is really polished. Oh, yeah. I'm so nervous to have in this world where first early access and alphas and stuff. Like when they give you a beta, they're giving you, they're not just giving you a beta to like a concept, they're giving you like a beta to something that they've really, really like. They've probably been doing this for like seven, eight years Mm -hmm. before they've shown anyone anything. When they did the alpha for Heroes of the Storm, I mean, everyone was like, this game is done, like, ship it. Like, and now it's in beta and it's it's the same idea. I mean, now they're just working out kinks between like, I think system configurations is, is probably one of the main things that they're fixing. But in terms of the game and it, how it runs and like it, it, there was no issues with it. Like, mm-hmm. normally you expect, oh, it's an alpha, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm going to use an ability and it's going to go through the wall or something. Like, you're... <laughs> normally, yeah. like, when you yeah, think yeah, alpha, yeah, you're yeah. thinking there's going to be huge bugs of, like, falling through the, the, the yeah. walls and stuff like that. Like, the game was perfect. Like, yeah. there was no wow. issues. One thing that I'm really uh, impressed with with Overwatch is the diversity in the way the female characters actually look. Mm-hmm. Like, in a lot of these types of games, you get the booby McBoobs. <laughs> but if we take Zarya, for example, she is buff. Yeah. Like, 
if you ever imagine like like uh, what's it called Gears of War mm-hmm. men yes that, she looks like she's that oh big. I saw she her is huge. Yeah. but yeah. she's still got like this she has cute red hair yes. right she has and red hair uh, yeah that I can't thing. remember what short haircut there I, I can't remember it was pink pink that's it yeah. close enough. And then they have one of the other characters, uh, Sinestra or something. She's an Indian woman who I I don't think I've ever seen an Indian woman as a playable character in a video video game. game Ever. Ever. So it's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a black woman who is sort of a mix between Samus and a Gundam. And then there's like a manic pixie Australian girl. And then a Swiss girl who flies around like an angel and is healing. It's just all over the place. It's really cool. And And... Of course, you know, uh, as I've spoken about many times before, I have first-person shooter fatigue. Like, <laughs> when it comes to first-person shooters... For sure. Anytime I see Call of Duty, Hardline, whatever, I'm just like... Every yeah. level. Everything I, just looks the same. I know, it looks the same, but it's funny. I haven't played a first-person shooter in a really long and time. And you still so feel I, tired of that. Yeah. Well... I, in certain ways, I do. I feel tired of kind of seeing it as being groundbreaking, what they're doing, like, not everything, like, you know. But I do kind of want to play one Yes, again. I like, do. I wanna, like, I'm looking at Overwatch, like, and I'm like, this is yeah, where this. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this, 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 I'm going to Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. This, this I can get on board yes. for. Yeah. And so I'm very excited. And I, I don't know how Blizzard does it, but they just have a way of just... Sucking you in, in in some form or aspect into their community of games. Like, whether it be Diablo, Starcraft, Mm -hmm. um, you like card games, you like MOBAs, you like MMOs, and now they're going to suck you in with first-person shooters. And I am okay to go along for the ride. Yeah, (laughs) You know what? All their games are good. Yeah! (laughs) They're all good, they're all done well, and they put lots of effort and money into it. Like... <laughs> like bravo! Like I'm, I'm on board. So that's really good. Um, so Behemoth's uh, game four. Um, so Behemoth, the, the the developer for Castle Crashers, yeah, um, and some other games. I can't and, remember. Um, like Battle Block. Yeah, they did something else. Oh, they Block did that. City oh, I didn't know that. Like yeah. So one of the one of the things that the developer um, prides itself in is never making the same type of game twice. Um, so this game, Game 4, when it was announced, like, I think it was, I remember we talked about how they mm. had teased something before, mm-hmm. but nothing right. was shown. Yeah. Well, now it was shown, it is a strategy RPG game, similar to Fire Emblem um, and uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Very different. Uh, very different. Also, um, it's not like most strategy RPGs were... Um, you move on the map and then you have to pick your attacks or whatever. Like the characters are like specific, so you just move them and they just attack. Oh, um, that's so, interesting. Yeah, like there wasn't very much more shown, and and I didn't see all the footage. Um, it looks interesting. I I would definitely need to see more, and I would be interested because I know they most of the games they make are awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued. It has their charm of like mm-hmm. those like weird those weird characters yeah. and their that and the animation is the way they what? <laughs> that is just my, that that every time I think about this developer I think of pooping deer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Castle yeah. Crashers. That game is just I just it's really love so Castle Crashers. Yeah. Like it, it was really a fun. really fucking good game. It's just really 
fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird, but you know, it no, was really good, and and I really commend them because I think it was one of the first. Two. Yeah, it was one of the first like game indie games yeah. of the console era that really showed, hey, this is what indie developers can mm-hmm. do and how much money they can make doing these type of games. Yeah, and Castle was, Crashers was like like the mandatory XBLA game mm-hmm. that came out. I mean, it wasn't on PSN for a really long time, but mm-hmm. then when it finally came to, everyone was like, oh, again! Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it, was, it, it showed that this can be done and there's a space for this. Totally. Um, the, I mean, Geometry Wars was another one that I think did that as well. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, I just think of all the of all the games that uh, came out at that time period, and mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. one of them. Um, so, Street Fighter Five, which was teased, if I'm not, um, they teased this in 2014, didn't they? Did they? I don't remember. The only thing I remember about this game is the one where they have the Arabian guy, the really hot character that they're oh, the oil thinking? wrestler. No, 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 no. no. Ew. Not, well, that's why I was like, what? No, not the oil no, wrestler. No, there, there, there was concept art sent out for it. Was this uh, one of the other ones? Is it like Tekken or something? <gasps> oh my god, I know the hot guy you're talking about. Ugh, yum. Yeah, it's like Prince of Persia. Like, yeah, remember like the Nolan remember. North Prince of okay. Persia one? Oh. Like well, that. Well, you keep talking, oh. I'll see if I can find it. Anyway, oh. so Street Fighter V, um, not actually coming out until spring 2016. Womp, so, womp. I don't know why they... Here's what I don't understand. Um... They just recently released their last release, which was like <coughs> for a Street Fighter Four or whatever, not too long ago. And then they had announced, "Oh, Street Fighter Five is coming." And they showed footage of, um, you know, like the the stage battles where you can like move through different stages and like knock people through walls and stuff like that, which is really cool. You know, I feel I feel it brings more of the street element back uh-huh. into Street Fighter. Yeah, but to tease this game so early. And then be like, oh, by the way, it's not coming out until spring 2016. Yeah, I mean, it is a a year away. Like, Um, you already have something happening right now, and and then Evo's going to happen, and, 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 you know, people are going to be excited for playing um, Ultra Street Fighter uh, 4. I feel like maybe they could have waited till Evo to announce Street Fighter 5. would have made sense. You know, not that would have been so hype. Yeah, like, oh my god, why did they choose yeah. so early to tease it? And then, like, they could have just waited until maybe they were feeling confident in it at first, and they're like, "Oh shit, we need to like, we need to spend some more time." I guess so, but I, I don't know. I just feel yeah. like they premature ejaculated a little too early. As an aside, the character I was thinking of is actually Tekken Seven. Sorry, guys. Oh, so yeah, well, let's that guy. Remember? Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, I, I remember Phil was uh, jizzing yes. all over that character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, that that not coming till spring 2016, um, and then Final Fantasy 14 Heaven's Ward, uh, which is the expansion for um, FF14, coming out June 23rd. Oh, it's so, my birthday. Oh well, there you go. Cute. And it's um, right near my birthday. Yeah, we here at VG Realness have birthdays close to each other. Well, Cameron and I do. Yeah, Just in so. general, our group of friends is all in June. It's a like, very large it's portion. It's a little yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I, I feel alone in January, but That's okay. Sorry, girl. Another J month. <laughs> Another J month. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so anyway, the it's coming June 23rd. Um, I'm definitely jumping back into... 
uh, Final Fantasy XIV when the expansion comes out. Mm-hmm. So look forward to me playing Final Fantasy XIV again and streaming, and James is going to be playing again too. So look I forward. I'm excited. Look for forward those, for those adventures. Those my fucking videos. Yeah. Those fucking videos. Okay. Uh, arena. Arena. Uh, yeah. <laughs> arena. <laughs> so yeah, look forward to those and our adventures in Heaven's Ward um, coming to you this summer from VG Realness. It's happening. That thing is disgusting. <laughs> um, so there's going to be a new race, new jobs, an airship, and new raids. I'm super excited. Um, cool. I mean, I, the only reason I, I stopped playing Final Fantasy XIV is just because I had consumed all the content. And and then I was like, okay, there was nothing more to do. Yeah. Now, there is there has been stuff that's come out. Like, uh, they, like Shiva is one of the... Um, Fuck, what do they call them in? Summons. Not, they don't call them summons. Rakos. Guardian forces. Guardians? I can't remember what they call them in in 14. But uh, Shiva was one of the things you could kill, and then they've added other stuff too. But I'm going to come back, like, maybe, like, a month before, do all that stuff, and then get ready for the expansion. So they're going to have, like, a level up to max level. Because if they did, I might play because I don't want to go through the leveling in that game. They, I love leveling. That was the worst experience I've ever had in a video game. Yeah. The, I, I do admit, the leveling um, in 14, especially like between 20 to 40, is painful. Go around this town and sit, hit slash wave at all of these little pixie things. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. I could have done that at level one while you were teaching me how to do this. Fuck off! Yeah. Oh, and when you're done, go over to the other side of the world back to that stupid tavern yeah. that has no fucking quick travel to yeah. it. Yeah. There's a lot, I have of, a lot of rage about oh that Oh my game. god. Yeah. Wow. No, I hear that and I... Uh, no. I, whoa. Trust me. I... I, yeah, I stopped I playing the game. Right. <laughs> At that time, I like no. I think I had hit level like thirty something, and I was yeah. like, I- "I'm done. I just can't. I hate leveling. Yeah. I hate leveling yeah. in any MMO, right?" And and this was just like quintessential, like worst kind yeah. of levelers yeah. ever. Yeah. So I get it. I stopped <laughs> playing, and the only reason I started playing again was because there were so many people I knew that were playing. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, I will okay. S- just stomach it and just go through it." Yeah. Um. And 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 it was fine. Um. But, uh, no, if they did have something where it was, like, you know, they could, like, bypass all of that, I think it would do them well to just mm-hmm. kind of let people skip over that poor leveling experience between, like, level 20 to 40, because it's terrible. Ouch. Yeah, that does not Yeah. Bad. But anyways, um, so that's coming June 23rd. Um, so a new game was announced called Runbow, and it is a nine-player beat-em-up platformer that's coming exclusive for Wii U, and it's... It, you should see the video for it. It's pretty, um, very simple of a game. Hmm. And so you can play up with not up to nine people with Wii remotes and like classic controllers plugged into Wii remote. So someone can be using the Wii remote as a controller and then another person can be using the classic controller that's plugged into the Wii remote as another controller. Oh, so that's that how you can get nine people oh, playing. That's crazy. So you can have four Wii remotes and then the tablet, I guess, is how you get the ninth person. But basically, here's how the game works. So the goal is to get to the end and and collect whatever item or treasure is at the end. And um, you can attack each other as you're going along nine people trying to traverse through this platformer. And as the game is going through, there's colors that are flowing through the screen. So Mm -hmm. the run bow, the bow part means rainbow. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a flow of colors that flow through the background. So, and all the platforms in the game are different colors. 
Um, so if like it's a red platform, but then the red background comes in, you can't that jump platform on it. is gone. Oh, that's neat. exactly. Now, is this a Nintendo game or is it a indie? Clearly, it's this an is indie not game. a Nintendo it game. It looks super indie. Yeah, it's an yeah. indie game, but it's being developed exclusively for Wii U. Wii U. That's cool. very cool. Um, so that looks great. Yeah, so you have to be kind of strategic in in how you can't just like run through the platformer because you have to see which colors are coming and which platforms you're going to yeah. jump on while also trying to deal with your eight douchebag friends who are trying to kill you. Phil. Phil. Exactly. Herb. Herb Phil. Yeah. Phil Herb. So I saw this game and I immediately thought of playing this at our Christmas party and how much fucking screaming <laughs> and like expletives mm-hmm. that will be yelled <laughs> at each other. Just... And I cannot wait to play this game. Well, you remember when... <laughs> And we party you the water scooping. <laughs> yeah. And remember how we were like, oh my god, water scooping. What a stupid fucking thing. And then we played it. And it was the and most it funnest was thing ever. So fun and everyone was screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh it was god, crazy. Was so good. So this game looks super exciting. I, I can't wait to to I it didn't I don't think there was a, a, a release date announced or anything of that nature, but I look forward to playing that. Um, so our good old friend Cliffy B. Oh, Cliffy B. Um, he's developing some game. I don't know. I couldn't find any footage on it. But um, he's, he went and uh, started his own uh, company. He left, uh, what company was he working for before? Uh, the one that does Gears of Wars, right? Uh, anyway, anyway, point being, the Gears left, of War company. Yeah. He left, he went to go do his own thing. Unreal? No. No, no, no. No. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe um, use that engine or something. So he, does. <laughs> he made a comment talking about how he wants... Because his game that he's coming out with is going to be free-to-play, and he wants it to be a game that people play for at least 36 months or 30 months or something like that. Girl. And okay. he wants the free-to-play model to be, and here's the analogy he used, more like Disneyland and less Vegas. So meaning he wants the option to buy right away is there, but you can continue to enjoy without playing. Paying. Um, without paying, sorry. Sort of like when you go to Disneyland. Like you can, once you pay to get into the, well, I, this is what he said, okay. Hmm. Once you go into Disneyland, you can, you know, consume whatever you want when you're there. You yeah, pay I guess for that makes sense. Like when you're in Disneyland, like you can still like look around at attractions and you can still do things whereas with Las Vegas it's all about like your yeah, excitement paid. is only when you're paying more money yeah. right. for the gambling and you might not and, and because you're gambling that also yeah. ties back into games like a lot of free to play games they don't let you just buy what you want they'll let you buy a pack that has a chance of getting this right. this, yeah. this and this and you might not get what you want so right. well, maybe that's what he that so that was the that was the concept he is looking for with his free to play game well the and concept makes sense yeah, that's, I mean, when I was reading it, I was like, so you want to basically kind of have similar to the League of Legends play yeah. model, which is the best free-to-play model mm-hmm. probably out there, mm-hmm. and is working very well. Yeah. But anyway, that was what he, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. So whatever free-to-play game he's making, which I think is probably a first-person shooter, um, is going to be free to play in some sense where you can consume and grind everything you want but the option to buy will be there. Cool. What the game is we don't know we yet. Have no the idea. one thing I do always wish about free to play games was that um, there was like the like with Pokemon Shuffle I wish that from the get go you could have said like $10 you get 
like the the whole game where like you can get coins easier mm-hmm. and like your hearts it's like not as much of an issue um because I would be fine with that but the thing with buying like a pack of hearts or mm-hmm. like the jewels so that you can get hearts the thing that bugs me about that is that if you're doing a level where you have to beat a pokemon in four moves guess what whether you win or lose that level will take you 10 seconds and that ain't worth no money yeah. to me like yeah, there's a f- not enough games that do it that way, and that's unfortunate. Like Guild like, Wars is an example. It's sort of the buy to play. It would, yeah, it would just be smarter if like mm-hmm. they they said like, oh yeah, like you can you can do this free to play, and like you can and you can buy little bits of stuff, and like you can rack up however much you want to there, or you could just pay like. The, and then you just get everything. Like, when I played Simpsons yeah. Tapped Out, I always wished it was just kind of like, yeah, you can do this so that you can, like, you pay us, and then you can build all these things, and you can do that faster, and you can have fun with it. And just I gotta think Smite would be the yeah. perfect example yeah. of that. But do they even have the God Pack anymore? Oh, yeah. It's I, do, I don't it's still a thing. I don't think they're ever going to get rid of it. Okay. It's just been that would be the most perfect example yeah. to say, okay, here you essentially are buying the game. You have access to all the characters and any new ones coming out, and then you just have the skins at that point, which some of them you can still earn. Yep. Through, oh, yeah. like, playing and grinding. And they do, like, weekend events now, almost every weekend, where you get free of the actual, like, currency that you would never usually pay money for. So I know people who just go in there, they've never had to spend a dime and yeah. have, like, everything. Yeah. So th- there's different models out there. Yeah. And I think there's proven ones that work and proven ones that, you know, are just cash grabs that may appear to work well at the start, but but don't work so well. Apparently, uh, this is a completely side story, um, but our good old friend... Um, who left Microsoft and went to Zynga. What's oh, his name? Oh. Oh, oh God. Um, I, um, I can't remember his name. He was like the center point for our first episode. Yeah. He was um, like everything for us for a while. Yeah. No, that guy. What was his name? I know, I can't remember, it but anyway. It obviously wasn't Phil Spencer. No, no, no. No, it was like... Don Natrick. Don Natrick. There it is. Um, he is. Uh, that was from memory. Yeah, <laughs> he's not doing too well over at Zynga, and uh, oh, the sure. investors are are not happy that they're not making as much money as they were before. I just Here's, forget that Zynga is a thing. Zynga I, is a thing, and Zynga, Zynga is not Zynga doing well. Zynga ain't a good thinga. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> here's okay, but here's the thing. Thank you. Here's my issue with the mobile. Game space and and these companies that are you know ooh, we're billion dollar companies and stuff like that. The games they come out with are always hot for like three to four months, where everyone is like, "Gotta play this game," and you know they share it yeah. with their friends and everyone plays it, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You're done. Yeah, you need to come up with something else. Yeah, it, it's just it's like flash in a pan. Yeah. You know, super hype, and yeah, you might make tons of money, like with you know Candy Crush Saga, where you get those people who are super addicted to it, but they are only super addicted to it for a hot minute, and then that's it. Yeah. And I feel like these companies feel like it's kind of like where they're putting themselves on the stock market, and they're worth like X amount of hundreds of dollars, and it's like it's not a sustainable business. Yeah, like it's maybe very, you should like, figure it out first. Yeah. And then like, you know, give it a year and then see. Yeah, like, like, you, these games, they're never, like, think yeah. of all the games that have been, 
that have been really exciting, like words with friends, um, and and Farmville and yeah. oh my God, like, Farmville. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. And then and then here we are a couple years later, going, oh my God, yeah, Farmville. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like next year we'll be like a <laughs> Candy Crush. Exactly, right? like, Candy Crush will be nothing. It's almost in, done. I it would say pretty much point. is. Yeah. You know, it's not the big hype it was before. I just always loved how. Okay, so. <laughs> So my boyfriend's uh, mother started playing Candy Crush because she watched a segment on the news about how people were getting addicted to Candy Crush, mm-hmm. so she decided to try it. <laughs> and then she got addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I just but thought like, that was always, like, the best story ever. It really is. But, like, those type of companies, like Zynga and King and whatever, that are trying to make themselves be like, ooh, we're this big multi-million dollar company... You are and you aren't. Like, you made a million dollars, but are you continuing to make millions of dollars? Mm -hmm. Can you sustainably make millions of dollars like EA, Activision, Nintendo? Especially being a publicly traded company, that's what never makes... I know we're getting super off topic here, and I'll just say this last thing, but, like, yeah, being a publicly traded company, like, you can't have... Like, that's what kind of ruined Blackberry is. Like, they couldn't take the time to kind of figure out what what it was that was going to work for them because they were constantly having to answer the shareholders. And it's just like, yeah, like when your shareholders are just constantly saying, well, where's the money? Where's the new money coming from? You can't take that time to really figure things out. Um, Because it's sustainable. Yeah, well, especially from something where like all of your income came from this one thing that was popular at one time. Right. like and then you try not sustainable. And like, then you keep trying to create yeah. things to have that moment again, and, and it doesn't happen. So that's that's our whole thing on you know free to play, publicly traded company. Anyway, so, moving yeah. on. Sorry. Um, so Killer Instinct um, revealed a new character called Ghost Girl, um, and they're going to be updating the story mode to include the new characters that they've added. Um, and well, this is really cool. Um, they're adding Shadows Mode, um, which is basically similar to the Drivatars from uh, Forza. <laughs> it's still the stupidest name. Yeah. It is the stupidest <laughs> name. But the concept of what the Drivatar was was basically it f- learns how you play so that you can be an online or a CPU character, essentially. So, like, when uh, you can play against friends or other, like, top uh, mm-hmm. people in the Killer Instinct world, you can play against their shadow characters. Yeah, so while they're can, not online. While they're not can, online. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Because it'll follow their similar playstyle. We'll learn their yeah. playstyle and it's similar. Cool. Um, I think that's really cool. What I'm going to say about Killer Instinct, though, is I don't like the direction it's going. Oh. And why is that? Because I feel like since Iron Galaxy has taken it over, they have kind of more focused on creating these new characters where I don't see how they fit in with the Killer Instinct universe. Like, they're kind of making these... Like, there's this character that came out with Agnos, and, like, they came out with this, like, mummy-looking character, and I'm just like... I don't know where it's going, because I know what Killer Instinct Mm -hmm. has been, and, and granted, it's never really had a solidified story to really even justify yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But it just had a certain feel to it. Yeah. And and with the type of characters that they would put in. Um and they've only released two um characters that were from the past. Mm-hmm. And I feel that those were characters that um 
the previous company, I can't remember their names now, were working Double on Helix. that the, Double Helix were working on that they just finished and ever since they've taken over they've only really released one character that was from the past and they've come up with these new ones that I just don't identify yeah. with. Like when when Double Helix uh was doing it, they came up with one new character, um Sadira, and yeah. she fit in kind of with the style of the game mm-hmm. and where Killer Instinct kind of falls and these other characters I'm just kind of like mm, I don't like I feel like they're releasing too many new characters like they yeah. still need to throw in the old ones so they can kind of tie it together and, yeah. and now they're coming out with this other new character I'm like Ghost Girl like I'm just kind of like no <laughs> She Gone Girl yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna still play it I already bought the 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 packs which will get me all these mm-hmm. characters um, and the story mode maybe it will kind of tie it together in some way but at the same time I'm just kind of like like and I was looking at the the video that they did for the Agnos character I'm like this makes no sense like at all this type of character it just doesn't it feels less like a Killer Instinct character and more just like this is a cool character that we wanted. Thank you. Like, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, we have this character idea, but it's not really a Killer Instinct character. Like I yeah. feel like I feel like Double Helix got it and they understood yeah. how Killer Instinct was as a game and the types of characters that would fit. And then Iron Galaxy just kind of has these cool concepts that they just want to throw in but doesn't necessarily fit with Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. Does that make more sense? It does. So, anyway, I'm going to see how it goes. I mean, I'm going to obviously play it and see you know, how it plays. I mean, the game still plays well, mm-hmm. like a Killer Instinct game, but I just feel these new characters don't fit. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Final Fantasy XV. Um, so, more footage was shown from a new demo um, at PAX. Cool. Um, and I'm going to say the game looks really awesome. I'm Really want to play this because I always wanted to play versus thirteen more than I wanted to play thirteen itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this this seems fun to me, and especially well, the battle system for versus thirteen was always supposed to be more like Kingdom Hearts, um, and so I haven't seen what it looks like here, but I'm hoping that they still kind of kept it once it changed into fifteen. Yeah. So the well, the battle system is pretty awesome. It's all very just action based, and like you see a monster there, you just run up and start killing it like mm-hmm. there's no shift in music there's no transition it's just like just attack it yeah. so it's very it's kind of similar to what Final Fantasy 12 was and I guess Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts um, yeah yeah in Kingdom Hearts those things do just appear and, and there isn't just, like end battle music yeah there's it's no like, battle music or anything it'll just, just switch from one music into the other like it'll go into the, so you've got like kind of the overworld music and then it might go into like some battle music and then like transition back out but like it's and it's fun like, yeah it's it's fun but there's no like end battle music. yeah like bah, 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 yeah bah, there's bah, none bah, of that bah, none so of that. yeah one of the other interesting things about uh 15 is the leveling so you don't get experience like consistently after each battle when you go at, after the end of a certain map or a stage or whatever you go to a camp and you collect certain items and things like that uh, as you kill enemies and stuff like that. And then when you go to the camp, you just start gaining all this experience, depending on how long you've been grinding for. Hmm. So, like, you know, you'll Weird. be... Yeah, so once you... Well, like, it's like, was kind of like, it's like going to... Like, you know how you would have, like, a tent, and then you would... That's when you would rest and gain yeah. back full life and stuff like that. So it's that type of idea where you would 
tent or camp or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you get all your experience and stuff like that. And then the items you can collect, you can use to make food buffs, mm-hmm. and the food buffs will give you like you know more crit, more attack power, whatever gotcha. for your next day of hunting. And then, then that, so Cameron is right though; it is in certain ways similar to the way you level in Mass Effect mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I still feel like this game is very Monster Hunter-y. Yeah. Like, from when, from when I'm playing it. Yeah. Because of the type of open battles and just going and attack things. Yeah. And then the food bus that they threw in, I was like, well, Jesus, that's that's more Monster Hunter-y. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, which... Well, they probably want to get those people in, you know? Yeah, and by so, no means am I saying that this is a bad thing. Hello, 60 hours of Monster yeah, Hunter. Totally Clearly right. I'm on board with this. Um, but the battle system also looks similar to what Chronicles X kind of... And just Chronicles in general. Yeah. yeah like, I, 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 again, I haven't seen it, but from this whole description, yeah. In, in Chronicles looks- X, like, you'll, or in Chronicles at least, you'll just be like walking around and then like you'll see a monster and the monster might not even attack you by the way but if you lock on to it then you can choose to initiate the attack yeah Um, so it's it has that it looks like it's gonna these two games chronicles x and 15 are going to be of a similar type of style with the party and uh whatnot yeah i don't know any did they ever mention if Chronicles X is online and you play with people. There's up to 32 players online, but they right, didn't say, right, right, they right. Didn't say what kind of that'll be. No, but I think there's still four people that you play I think so. directly with, because there's the keyboard and stuff that you can... Yeah, so there's right. got to be something. Um, and uh, one of the last big thing. well, I mean, there was lots of other things that came out from PAX. Like, there was news about, like, The Witcher and uh, a couple other games, but I... There was also The Flu. <laughs> That also came out of packs. Yeah. So. <laughs> we caught that. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, I didn't mention everything that came out of packs. But anyway, um, Smite um, is going to be headed into its Xbox One beta. Um, so we had mentioned before that it is coming to Xbox One, and they've made changes to the game that make it work on consoles and work with the controller. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are going to be able to transfer your account that you have on PC, so all your characters that you have and well, stuff like that. I hope so. We'll transfer <laughs> a lot over of to games Xbox One. Do that. Uh, for example, Lord of the Rings Online, which, or not Lord of the Rings Online, the MOBA for that, that started on Xbox... And then it moved to Steam. You couldn't move your stuff over. I was so upset because I had actually enjoyed that game. Put money into it. Nobody started. Everyone stopped playing it. Oh, here it is on Steam. Buy it all over again. Yeah. So it's great that they're doing this. Yeah. That is good. Wow. That's just crazy that they wouldn't. But yeah. Cool. Well, it was WB. So what the fuck do you expect? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna go over some GDC news and some other random news tidbits that came out. Be right back.
Bye. We're back. Okay. So, amongst uh, packs happening, GDC also happened uh, over the past little while. When was that? It was last week. Last week. So, um, NVIDIA is entering themselves into the... I don't even know what the space would be called. I don't think anyone knows what it's called. But it is a space that is being created. Uh-huh. Whether um, people want it. Whether people want it or not. But they are making an Android set top box. Similar to the space, I guess, is kind of being put in. in is this is... Uh, there's the Mad Amazon... Mojo thing? That. There's Ooh, that. Yeah. Um, there's also the Ouya. And then also the Amazon uh, Fire TV or whatever. But this... Box is uh, more graphically capable, so it mm-hmm. is capable of 4K 1080p output. Um, I would at least trust Nvidia to make something, considering. But like, but I'm sorry. Um, what's happened to Ouya? What makes them think that like they're gonna? Well, I- Ouya is still a thing. It's still there, and. I don't know of anyone that owns one or ever hear about people buying them, but people are making games for it what because I think of the happened, money that Ouya is giving them. True. What I think happened was everyone saw the Kickstarter success that Ouya had and immediately started developing all these things. And now it's coming out even though it's like, oh, it's like, oh, well, already par- not only that, this, so. not only that, they started developing it and then they saw how it flopped. So they were like, oh, oh now we, we got to fix it. We got to fix it. So and it's even make later. It, yeah. Ugh. Fix it and make it different from what Ouya was creating. Maybe that was yeah. somewhat yeah. of yeah. what happened. Um, but uh, uh, the system is going to be $200. It has a, a simple controller that it comes with. It is graphically capable of, you know, 4K 1080p output. Um, there's quite a bit of ports that are coming out for it. Um, so a lot of games like Doom 3, Crisis 3, Portal, Star Wars, Night of the Old Republic, Half-Life 2, Borderlands, the prequel, Witcher 3, and Ultra Street Fighter 4. There were some other ones, too. I find it really hard to believe that at something that's $200, it's going to be able to run Witcher 3. Or even Crisis. Yeah, Crisis Crisis 3. 3. Crisis is the one that I'm like, seriously? Yeah. It's gotta be downrest or something. Is it a streamed service? Sort of like... Um, it's a, it, I think it mentioned something about streaming, but uh, it, it's, it's, yeah. You can tell how much we care about this. <laughs> the, okay, here's my, my thing about it, too, is, like, it's just, who is the target audience for this type of box? Because $200, I might as well just buy, I mean, even a PS3. If, if, you, if you're someone who's not a, a gamer... Okay, mm-hmm. you you have no consoles, you have no PC. Okay, and you're like, I want to get into this space. Okay, so you look at the games that it's offering. Okay, most of those games are available on PS3 or uh, Xbox yep. 360. So for two hundred dollars, for what this is offering, I can buy this thing or I can buy a PS3. Which and is you get a Blu-ray player. You get a Blu-ray player. You you're getting Netflix. Netflix. You're getting your Hulu and all that. You're getting more of a library. Plus, games are still being released for PS3 that are current gen. And you have that huge library that's all, like, dirt cheap because it's all been marked down by now. Not only that, you're going to also have access to PlayStation Now so you can stream all that old stuff. Like, so... I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand 
where this really fits in. I've never understood where any of them fit in. You know, so and it's an Android-based uh, thing, so yeah, it's going to have access to all the stuff that is on Google Play. But at the same time, I'm like, why would I want that? <laughs> like, I have a cell phone that's going to give me those type of games. I don't want to play those things on my mm-hmm, TV, mm-hmm. you know? And, okay, like, yeah, there's it's getting these ports of these games, but, I mean, I could play them on my computer. I could play them on PS3 or Xbox 360. I'm not even talking, like, any of the newer consoles that if you just kicked in an extra $100, you're going to be able to now play all these new things. Yeah. So I don't really understand where it fits in space-wise. I so agree with that, but the next point is where I don't yeah, like. I don't yeah. even yeah. understand <laughs> okay. anything. Yeah, so remember we mentioned steam machines, and we've we've been discussing that. You know how excited we were when we first heard James came up with the perfect business model with like a modular thing where it's very easy to just like literally yeah. click the things together, and you have your new steam machine. Yeah. That never yeah, they happened. didn't do that. No. They didn't go with it. We didn't get our checks in the mail. No. It's not no, happening. No. Well, there was, there was a computer that was announced by Razer, I think it was, where right. they had like the modular type of, not totally in what we were talking about, but, but still easy m- removal and insertion of new parts. I don't know where I mean, that I PC know is. That is. I, yeah, I don't know where that oh PC God. is or if it's coming still, but yeah. that was announced back then at that time. So anyways... GDC, um, Valve announced their Steam controller, their Steam Link system, which I'll get into, and then um, more info on Steam machines. So the release for the Steam machines is now sometime in November. So if we recall from when we were talking about it last year, it was supposed to come out in September 2014. It has yep. now been pushed to sometime in November. That is literally what was what was <laughs> stated. <sighs> sometime in November. So most likely before Black Friday, obviously. Um there are there were three different um, systems that were announced. Um, with the more ch- coming, with more coming. The cheapest running in at four hundred and fifty dollars from Alienware, which comes with the new controller, which I'm going to get into as well. Um, the there's a alternate Steam machine, like the company or the brand is called Alternate, um, and it's a high spec system coming in at twelve hundred dollars. And then there's a model that Asus is making, and that is $700. The thing I don't, I still continue to not understand with this is if you are someone who is a serious PC gamer, you are not going to spend $1,200 on this box that you most likely will not be able to open and expand. Exactly. Okay. And why are you spending this much money when you could spend this much money on a computer? And, and, then, be and it would be better. And then you could just plug it into your TV. Like, every time when we do the thing, you literally move your computer yeah. over to there, you plug it in. And then, here's the thing, too. Okay, so the I guess the argument could be made, well, it's a smaller box, right? I mean, there are PCs you can build that are not in a general tower uh, formation. Yeah. You can get computers built yeah. in, a, in a smaller tower that can fit in your living room a little bit nicer than, you know, a, a conventional tower does 
for still less than $1,200. Okay. Um, you know, okay, so there's the one that's $450. I don't know what the specs of it are, but at the same time... If it's Alienware selling something for that cheap, it's it, got to be garbage. It's got to be garbage. Because they, they are the most overpriced bullshit ever. And right. Like worse than Apple. And if that's $450, you're probably getting, like, a pizza box and right. a toaster. So I'm probably thinking, okay, the <laughs> Asus one is probably the, the most bang for your buck, right? Because... Um, it's probably going to have fairly decent parts, and and it's seven hundred dollars. But why am I spending seven hundred dollars yeah, on no, a all... system that is not even a computer? Okay, it, well, I guess it's, everything is technically a computer, but I could buy a computer. Like I just. I don't get it. Anyways, I, I don't see. I, I honestly, I cannot think of who the market. Who is would buy this? It's, it's so complicated to look at. Like, you go on their website, and it's like, oh, do you want this? Do you want this? It's just, like, how is somebody who like, knows nothing about this? Like, is this for PC gamers? Because PC is gamers... Is moms? I don't know. But, like, here's the thing. I don't know PC- anything about this. Like, I don't know how they're going to advertise it. It's like, a mess. You know It's a fucking okay. mess. If we thought advertising the new Nintendo 3DS <laughs> yeah. was a mess... It's it new right on it. I, that was the best. But I can't... <laughs> I can't even imagine how they're going to advertise... This like is is Valve going to be like having commercials for Steam machines and then being like, oh, with the new Alienware Steam machine or an Asus one or that like how? Well, I imagine that the one place they're going to be advertising heavily on is Twitch. Mm, I just don't um, for sure. Like that is probably going to be their go-to for first advertising, um, and will probably be the cheapest for them. That actually might pick up a lot of idiots. That's it probably point. will. That's a good point. But at the same time, PC gamers are such a very specific niche market, and, and they know they know what they want exactly, and, and they know and they know about what is what, and like, they're so vocal about it that everyone who isn't knowledgeable will hear that person talking about it, and they're like, oh, yeah. So PC gamers are generally going to custom build their PC. Yeah. Like, nine times out of ten are going to custom build their PC or have a friend do it for them or whatever. Um, even if you're that that PC gamer for whatever reason and you just go and you go into your Best Buy or your Fry's or whatever the hell they have in the U.S. and you just buy a computer, I still don't see a large portion of people jumping on board for this I'm not saying this thing's not going to sell it's going to sell is it going to but it's so fragmented yeah it's like it's like is is one going to sell really well or are three all going to sell mediocre yeah or like like, and there's more to come like these are just three models there's more coming weird I don't get any of this so the specs of of all these systems are going to be different so is it is it going to be in a way that regardless of what box I buy, I can still play every game. It's just, it'll automatically down res to, to the, to the box I have. Will I have to go in and change the settings myself? Because if I'm still going through all this, I'm like, why don't I just buy a fucking PC and have to do all this stuff myself anyways? So I, I just, I want to get on board and understand it, but I'm still at the point where I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on. So the other thing that they um, announced was the Steam Link. 
Yes. Now this makes more sense. This is sense. the thing where it's like, I get it. This makes sense. This is probably what they were doing this whole time was Valve was like, I'm going to make this team. Like, and meanwhile, we're going to just fuck off with Alienware. Let them waste all their money. Yeah. We're going to work on the thing that works. Right. So the Steam Link is a $50 box probably similar to like Chromecast yeah. if you want to make a similar comparison that will basically stream games from your PC to your TV. Amazing. You can have your computer in one room and you put this other box by your TV and now you can use your Steam controller <laughs> which we'll, we'll talk get to in a moment <laughs> um, and play games that are meant for your PC. So this makes sense yeah. because now I can just have whatever computer I want and then I and then if I want to be a more um, PC gamer like Cameron I think this is a perfect example for you yeah. for someone who is now more a PC gamer than a console gamer mm. if you want to still have that sit on your couch experience exactly. for like Mass Effect when it comes out yeah. you could you know set it up in your living room and not have to move your computer exactly. out into the living room and then still play yep you know, whatever. Um, and then there was the the controller that came out. Yeah. Now, the final design was finally revealed for the Steam controller, and I still... I'm having such a hard time with this. It just... The areolas yeah, now saw. have, like... So the left areola looks like a D-pad, but it yeah. can be, like, configured. Mm-hmm. No, and no. then the right... Areola is a is a touchpad. It's um, like you know what's weird. It okay that controller the way that it like indents up like that. I honestly just feel like someone's shown me a photo of the back of it, mm-hmm. and then I flip it around, and then there's supposed to be the front of the controller. Like I feel like those. Well, the, <laughs> the little the li- oh god, it's so gross because I'm like trying to like demonstrate what it's like, and I was like, yeah, there's just like these touchpads in the back, and I'm like, ew. I will say the, the kind of inverse handles make sense with the way the nubbins, I mean, sorry, the areolas work. So mm-hmm. that that makes sense. But it's just so weird. It's, it's, just it's like, so strange. If it works, it works. But I'm going to feel so gross. But there's the thing, though. I'm, I'm, people who have played with it are confused no. still. Yeah, they're not liking it. They're not totally on board with it. They're, I, I've even read an article that's like, this is not for console gamers. So if this if controller, they try to put too much into it to make it do all of these things, and it feels like a mess. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if this controller is not for console gamers. It's for specifically only for PC gamers, and are they really going to like? Yeah. You see, again, I mean, when you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. So yeah, and and, and again, happening. like I stated, PC gamers are very specific type of group. Mm-hmm. They like their keyboard and mouse for a reason. So I don't like see mm-hmm. the transition to the controller. Yeah. I don't know. It's something I'd have to try to really wrap my head around, but the whole the whole thing is very confusing. Yeah. Um, the Steam Link, though, makes perfect sense, and if you can hook up a keyboard and mouse yeah. to it, I'm getting it. Then, it, it, then it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But if it is that, um, you know, you, you have to use the Steam controller with it, then, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would need to see how it works out. You would need to try one in the I would need to try it out. But anyway, all of this is coming out sometime in November. So we will definitely be discussing it more. Um, so we'll see it in 2016. <laughs> I, I don't know. Guys, I, I was joking. It'll be 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, 
speaking of controllers, um, at Game Develop GDC, uh, Microsoft is releasing an adapter that will let you use your Xbox One controllers on PC. Good. So you no longer have to buy like a separate one specifically for PC like you did with uh, Xbox 360. 360 yeah. cool, um, now you just buy an adapter and you can use it on your computer. I'm like, uh, awesome, because I have two and I can just use an adapter and use it on my computer because I haven't had a controller mm-hmm. for my computer for uh, like a long time. Cool. Yeah. Like I have like a USB like Logitech basic controller, but if I can use honest, my Xbox one. I've never used a controller for PC. Me neither. Well, I, I, I can see where, especially with the fighter games, like they have. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine playing that on P- on a keyboard. But yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Whenever yeah, I was so. playing emulator games, I always yeah. use a controller. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, good idea. Yeah. Um, but um, Microsoft really does seem to be um, very behind uh, Windows 10 and yes. and. Uh, the there's they did mention that there's going to be a, a a suite of games that are going to be cross platform mm-hmm. and you will be able to play online between Windows uh, players and uh, Xbox, Xbox One. One. Yeah. So they, there is that. There was another game that was announced like Super uh, Super Bro Force or something, which is like a that game player is actually game. hilarious. Yeah, it looks it's not really, like supposed to be broy. It's like broy and ah uh, oh, look at these idiots. Come yeah, back. yeah. Um, so that game, when it was announced in the trailer, it said it's going to be cross-platform, and it mentioned Xbox, PS4, and PC, and Steam, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Maybe this might be, you know, maybe we might see um, Microsoft releasing those barriers where you can, where it doesn't allow cross-platform with, like, yeah. PlayStation or PC. Maybe they might release those barriers finally and allow cross-platform across, like, PlayStation and whatever other online system that developers want to make their game cross-platform for. I mean, it would make more sense because if if you're pushing Windows 10 so much to be, you know, as the, as a gaming platform, you can't close the doors from, from, for certain games. Because if a developer, like... I'll give I'll give you Final Fantasy fourteen as, as an example. It's cross platform um, between PlayStation and PC, yeah. where the two can play and there's no yeah. interruptions or, or whatever. So I don't understand why they would want to close that door and say, "Oh no, only only like PC and Xbox can talk to with each other." Like mm-hmm, you would mm-hmm. you'd yeah. want to make it more cohesive, so. Which would also mean breaking those barriers between Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. If they're going to open the doors on the other things. Um, but uh, I, I, I would definitely like to see that happen with them allowing cross-platform for, for more things. Mm-hmm. Um, so Phil Spencer had a talk about the uh, denial of service attacks that happened over Christmas. And stated that they're working with Sony and Nintendo on what they learned to prevent attacks from happening on the future, which I thought was really cool to for them mm-hmm. to Let's announce like, that. Hey, we're all working. Yeah, because now. you know, generally, at least in the past, maybe not so much now. You know, you always think of Microsoft as that evil, evil corporation yeah. that, you or know, at least like you view them all as like separate and fighting against each other. Exactly. So, like, for them to like pick up the phones and like. And you say, know, yeah. yeah. And then That's also uh, Sony stated that, you know, they get attacked on a daily basis um, from denial of service attacks. Um, so so for those Why? who don't know what a denial of service attack is, 
Um, essentially, how it works is some asshole basically will create a program, uh, put it on a website that malware, um, and it goes on your computer. It sits there dormant until he can call upon it to do what he needs to do. Basically, um, once it's on multiple computers, um, he can call upon that program that's on your computer, and as long as it's online, um, it sends a request to Sony servers, okay? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, it's like if you're going, everyone's attacking or, or trying to get to a website at the same time, this, the server will be like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Right? So, it's like the poor Walmart greeter at, uh, during Black Friday. That poor old man just went in there, and then the door's open. And exactly. He so he gets trampled. So, when, what basically happens is, when there's so many computers all doing it at the same time, um, and it's all coming from different locations, yeah. it's not coming from one central source, um, that's why that's why it could go on for so long and why it's hard to stop it because it's literally thousands of computers not just across North America like it's and so across how's the malware getting on there they're all uh, downloading torrents watching porn. yeah Ser- yeah. yeah yeah pretty much pretty much that's where it will most likely come from um, and it just sits on your computer and all I mean it's not I mean in terms of like you know vicious uh, viruses and things like that. It, it doesn't harm your computer. It just makes your computer a send tool in, a tool yeah. to send requests to yeah. that address without you even knowing. So with all these computers just constantly sending this attack until that's why these denial service attacks usually are with threats of some sort because they're the only ones generally who could stop it from happening. Mm, that's so crazy. So it's, it's so irritating. And it, it, it's really hard to stop it because, um, you know, your servers have one address. Well, multiple addresses, but specific addresses. And those, they don't constantly change and that so you, that you can play online and it works properly yeah. it has specific addresses mm-hmm. so once people know what those specific addresses are they can target them oh. and that's why it's not as, as easy as just like oh well I'm just going to just change my address well they can find out what the address is again and then change it good god so <laughs> girl you know your stuff about DDoS <laughs> I learned it in school <laughs> so yeah it's it's not it's not something that you can just easily stop and um, it's it's uh, kind of a flaw, I guess, in, in networking and, and how networking is designed mm-hmm. um, to receive requests and, and, and whatnot. But wow. they're working on ways to be able to stop it. Well, so, that's good. And uh, thank you, because now I actually know what what a DDoS attack. Yeah, I, I figured most people probably didn't. I didn't know what a DDoS attack was in full, like, understanding it from, like, the back end um, until I learned about it in class. And I was like, oh. I mean, and, like, there's software out there, like... Like that, you can freely download to set up a DDoS attack. Like it's, it's it's not really that hard. It's kind of a testament to how there's not that many assholes in the world mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen constantly yeah. to like Sony. Yeah, but there once in a while. So it's either speaking well to their security or to the world just being like, yeah, this is a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. So it's just there's idiots out there. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not hard to do. Like crazy. It really isn't. If you like, if you have. 
<laughs> access to the computers, then like it's just what makes it uh, uh, as big as it is is because of the amount of computers that are doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't get into more of that. Um, so. Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain got a release date of September 1st, um, and I didn't know that this was coming out on 360 and PS3. I did. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> we're in 2015. That console generation ended in 2013. Officially ended in 2013. Um, what? <laughs> like... Yeah. Why? I, yeah. Okay, I know why the install base is there, yeah. and not everyone has adopted onto. Yeah, I just think Konami is worried. You know, well, yeah, because Konami really only makes like Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear. They become the Metal Gear Solid Corporation. They don't really make anything else. Castlevania has kind of flopped on the Good last point. couple yeah. games. Um, you know, I try to, like what other games have they really done lately? Yeah, I mean they used to do a lot before, but they just kind of stopped doing all those other small games that they did before. So they have everything banking on this game to make back all the money that they've probably spent, and that's probably why they had to put out that little prequel Ground Zeroes, Ground Zeroes garbage that came out, and it was highly overpriced when it first came out. And then they were like, "Okay, fine, we'll lower the price because it's only two hours worth of content." But that's probably why, because yeah. like. Gotta make it back. You gotta make it back, girl. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, you know, it's so weird because I love Metal Gear Solid One, Two, Three, Four. This is then, the last one. Yeah. Well, well, Metal Gear Solid Four sorry. is the last yeah, one. Metal Gear Solid. It, it, they said that this is the last of that story arc. Like, obviously, they was- said that about Metal Gear Solid Four. It wrapped itself up, and then after that, they were like, oh, "Okay, here's Peace Walker," and then like, here's another one for like PSP. Or whatever, and they like released those. And I remember playing like Peace Walker and being like, this is weird. I didn't like it. And then there was another one that I tried, and I was like, no, I don't really like this either. So I'm very worried about whether or not I'm gonna like Phantom Pain. And I don't like that they switched out David Hayter for the voice, because he was always great as Snake. Yep. And then um, the fact that they're like open world, I'm like, nope. nope. It, was, it was fucking hard enough sneaking around in a very small area. Yeah, now Do not make this open world for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Like, I'm the guy that opens my 3DS to play Ocarina of Time, and it's like, oh, the clock Majora's is stressing Mask. me out. Yeah. yeah, to play Majora's Mask. Oh, the clock is stressing me out. I can't deal with being spotted from every yeah. direction in an open world. It's like, no. It's a bit much. No. But, um, so that's... Michelle Visage. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So it's coming out September 1st on 360, PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. And it's coming out on PC uh, September the 15th. Um, I didn't even know it was coming out on PC. But you know what? I hope for the sake of of Konami and Konami being a really great developer that Metal Gear Solid does well. And by no means do I want to see this game fail. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never been into Metal Gear... Um, the only Metal Gear game I really played was the original Metal Gear for NES, way back Whoa, in the day. Girl, yeah, girl, <laughs> yeah. I played um, Snake once in Brawl. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I love Snake and Brawl. But yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, but uh, I mean, if you're releasing it on 360 and PS3, I'm surprised it's not coming out on Wii U. But obviously, but like whatever, <laughs> whatever. Maybe it'll get like a, a separate release later, kind of like how. Um, 
Where you get to play as Whisper, the naked girl who can't talk. Which one was it that came out on GameCube? Uh, Memory got oh, its own release. Yeah, that was. Um, that was uh, Metal Gear Solid. Okay, 2, so it was right? called no, it was Metal Gear Solid One, but it was called Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Twin Snakes, but yes. that was just Metal Gear Solid One in 3D without busted faces, right? Which is what it was on PS One. So yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, um, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's coming out. Um, Final Fantasy X, X2 is getting a release on PlayStation 4. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, we did. Um, but... Now it just has a date. Now it has a date of May 15th. <sighs> okay. I'm like... Whatever. I'm not surprised that this game is coming out on PS4, but, uh... Whatever. I don't understand why they, I don't understand why they didn't just release it all at the same time. You know, make enough money from it. So. Well, I think they should have just released it all at the same time because I, I, I might have, I might have actually bought a PS4 for it oh at that God, point. The next day. but not now. Like, I'm not buying the game again. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron. I'm reading the next one. I'm excited. The next point. Okay, let's go. Let's do this one. Um, but yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles X um, is coming out in Japan next month. There was a Nintendo Direct that came out Wait. and. Um, announced all that, so hopefully uh, a North American uh, Nintendo Direct will come soon mm-hmm. talking more about the game. It'll probably be a combo of that and Chronicles 3D. Yes. Um, so uh, the Western release uh, was is now being rumored to come out June 26th, and this is courtesy of Amazon.it. Thanks, like, Amazon Italia. Like, for real, legit, like not like how we talk <laughs> about GameStop.it. No, legit Amazon.it, which is Italian Amazon. Uh, Amazon yeah, had this put on uh, as the release date, which they also the news thing that I was reading referenced other games that they had put on there that were also correct. So people are thinking that it is legit, <laughs> just because of the other things that they've posted before uh-huh. that were correct. So anyway, June twenty sixth, <laughs> which is a Friday, which yeah. is generally oh. the North American release date for my birthday's the day after, <laughs> girl. Yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles X might be coming in June. Oh my god, um, which would be really good because <gasps> so it makes sense too because it's enough time so you could have beaten Chronicles. Exactly, it makes it makes sense yeah. if that's what they're going for because Chronicles will come out in, in April. April. Yeah, there's and no way that you could be like, here's Chronicles in April, now play Chronicles X in May. Exactly. Like, you would either be Xenobladed out, or you wouldn't have beaten it. Right. So, like, you This gives give you time to, like, room. learn. Cause and I, perfect game for summer. Mm-hmm. You want something big exactly. for summer. This, this makes perfect sense if that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um... That's going to be really hard to manage for myself because... <laughs> See, I don't know if it'll be exactly June 26th. I feel like what Nintendo's going to do is just go fucking crazy at E3 and be like, and it comes out tomorrow. Well, that still would be in June. No, exactly. But that's what I'm saying is I don't think it'll be June 26th. It I think like, it's going to be like, uh, it's, it'll still be in June, but it'll be, be like, uh, they'll yeah, be like they're going to be like, it's on the eShop it's... now. <laughs> Here's a picture of vegan cupcakes. Yeah. Like, but, but it's, it's kind of like how they did with Majora's Mask and the new 3DS. Like, Everyone was expecting new 3DS to come out Feb 13th, but no one was expecting Majora's Mask to come out. Or Monster Hunter. Yeah, right. Monster Hunter, I think, was more of the whoa. Because there was no, like, alluding to, like, that this game was even coming in North America. Like, nothing. I know. And then then it was just like, 
Here you go. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, too funny. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I think that they might do something like that to really. Well, I would be super excited for that, and I'm I'm actually really excited to find out what else Nintendo is going to be talking about come E3 because we know they're going to talk about Zelda and we know that that's coming out this year we know they're going to show Star Fox but what else are they going to show there's obviously something robot well we also have whatever that was whatever that Uh, that needs a a huge (sighs) facelift if no that just needs to die yeah (laughs) like when they were demoing that I was like I know I know oh my god we tried it at the Nintendo event the post E3 one that is some basic. That's some busted bullshit. controls. Like wow. busted. Like that is like yeah. embarrassing that they showed that. I was like, this is the reason why Nintendo doesn't show games until they're done. But you know, okay, they were trying something new and they were trying to show. Okay, look what we have coming for the tablet to to, <laughs> to validate it. But I think they just kind of made it worse. Yeah, like they should have just. You know, not yeah. They should exactly. just not. You know what? I really do. I, I do like the tablet, but I do think that what Nintendo needs to do is they need to release uh, Wii U with just the Pro controller and call it a day. They need to like lower the price because it's too close to um, Xbox One now. Because Xbox One is three fifty and Wii oh, U is three hundred. It's being you know, but yeah. But I think they should just really just ditch the, the tablet and just lower the price and just be like, call they, it a day. They won't. I know they won't. They I know they won't, but, yeah. but I'm just saying that they should just do that. Um, so one of your favorite games of 2014 has a sequel. Yes, Azure Striker Gunvolt um, is getting a sequel. Um, it did well, I guess, for the first one. I was so. happy to hear that. Just, you know, like, small developer releasing something that's eShop only. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's good. And it's just, I mean, it's really good for Nintendo, too, that they're getting, like, these fun exclusives. Yeah. Um, such as, like, uh, Runbow. So that's really cool that Nintendo's getting these fun things. And indie games. Which, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you don't expect indie developers to be so on board for Nintendo stuff. But it is happening. Um, and then Trine 3 got an announcement. Yay. It's getting a new game. And it is coming out for the initial PC release in 2015. And it looks so pretty. Yeah. And that got, well, let's be honest. Those games are just gorgeous no matter what. But this one just, because they shift a perspective. and ah! Yeah. So no, no official cool. date has been announced yet, but it's coming out in 2015. It's like the one platform I, that I can stand to play anymore. <laughs> I, I I cannot do platformers anymore, but this one... You'll like Runbow. <laughs> That's going to be fun because there's going to be nine of us yeah. screaming at each other. That's, that, I'm not going to play the game. I'm just going to play against you. <laughs> against everyone. None of them plugging their controller just to yell at people. Like, I don't like you. No, you're just holding an Xbox One controller. Like girl, that's the wrong controller. But anyway, I always love when parents give yeah. their young children controllers for systems that aren't, and then they're playing, and the kids think that they're that's playing. That's so cute. Oh, that's oh, no. oh my god, that head. makes me laugh so much. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. So the rumors are true. Rock Band Four is a thing, and it is coming for release in 2015. Obviously, it's going to be released before Black Friday. Oh, because I think October. Is- yeah, it's going to be a pre-Christmas release um, around that time where 
every developer says fuck you and shoves all their games into this yep. tight window and is like, here, buy all our games. I don't know how many games yet that I know are coming out at that point, but I may as well just book like some time off on that money right now <laughs> just in preparation for it. I might as well just start saving. For yeah. November. And start saving because you know it's all coming. But anyway, it is coming in 2015. Um, there's no official re- uh, release date. It's coming for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, there's no keyboard. They I know that they got rid of that. Yeah. So it's going back to basics of just guitar, drum, microphone. Yeah. Um, no official announcement has been made on to whether your old instruments are going to work. They said they're, they're working with Microsoft and Sony as hard as they can to try and get it yeah. so that you can. But they haven't said with 100% certainty that you can or cannot. But they're... I mean, they say they're really trying hard, and I believe it. Because, yeah. like... No I one wants to buy that shit one, over again. In their best interest, they yeah. need to do that. Otherwise, it might not sell It well might not sell as well. Yeah. But it might be, if they're still talking about it, and it's coming out this year, it probably won't be on release, but it'll probably be within months afterwards. It'll but then probably that, be, but that it'll will be suck. bad for them. It'll suck, but just based off the timelines right now, like that seems like something, if it's coming out later this year, that's not a lot of time to finish developing that, and if they're just talking. I don't know. Well, it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it's all the peripherals were USB. It's mm-hmm. just basically having Sony and Microsoft allow it to happen. Yeah. It's not that hard of a. There's probably more to it than just allowing. No, like it, well, just, you can't. They, like, there's more to not allowing a like plugging a 3ds in, or iPhone into something just because it is USB kind of thing. Like, there's more to it than that. Well, yeah, I think like maybe the way I have no idea what it has to do with yeah, the communication. Like exactly, I don't because, know any of that. I'm just saying that yeah. there's probably more to it than just saying. Hey, and I think with it. the new ones, what they'll want to do is have it connect through Bluetooth, so you don't even have to plug in a dongle. And <laughs> I and, love that word. I know it's a yeah. good one. Well, but, so yeah, you don't have I mean, all those cords. Yeah, like exactly. Because uh, that was a mess. Oh, that was a mess. Oh, Having yeah. like the drums and the guitar and the microphone, like you had to have the the USB uh, hub for, the yeah. to, for everything, no, and then you had to have an adapter to plug the hub in to power all that. Like it was a it was a mess. Yeah, it was it's a fucking mess. But um, uh, if um, what I don't want to see happen again is. Is the deluge? Is the constant releases? So they also said that when Rock Band Four comes out, that and this is Harmonic speaking, that Rock Band Four is just going to be like a platform, and that if they do DLC, that that'll be it. But that this will be the only Rock Band yeah. going to release this like for the whole console right. generation. But yeah. all of your old Rock Band stuff will also, like in terms of all of the songs that you've already purchased. Huge library already available, but the thing is, is they said, like, and so I can't speak for Activision and Guitar Hero, Yeah, like, but for Harmonix, they're saying that, like, we're releasing one game, we will provide updates to it, but if you purchase it once, that is all That is the way it should have been from day one. Yeah. Yeah. And for Guitar Hero as well. Because, and I blame Activision more than anyone for this, because I... In my opinion, they are is is what killed the um, agreed yep. the, the music thing because mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll give it to you in perspective from a, a retail point of view. Um, they had you know Guitar Hero, then they had the the Van Halen edition and Aerosmith edition and this that and everything, and then it would come with all the Fashion instruments. Edition. So let me put this into perspective from you, okay? And and try to think of like small game shops, okay? 
At that time, you had PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii. You had Guitar Hero, you had Guitar Hero, whatever edition, and then you had Rock Band. You would have it for all three systems, that big-ass box it came in with all the instruments. Um, so you would probably at least have five minimum for each system. So that's... Uh, like at least 20. That So you'd have at least 20 rock bands in for like all your different consoles. You'd have 20 of these Guitar Heroes in and 20 of your Guitar Hero Aerosmith edition and whatever. Guys. That takes up a lot of retail space. Like... Uh- like now working in a store and seeing like how much space you have to store things and think of like the EB games that was in like the Eaton Center there's no fucking room for that shit like let us remember how um, also when Guitar Hero 3 came out that it also launched for PS2 yeah you know, so yeah. oh, I, I funny. so I I could yeah. I could, if if it went down the same path as last time, and we're we're seeing games coming out for PS3 and 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 uh, Xbox 360. If if Activision comes out and does what they did before, oh, it's for PS3, Xbox 360, and Xbox One and thing, and oh, all these instruments they don't work cross things. So yeah, you need to buy. There's going to be a separate box for 360 and a separate box for Xbox One. That will drive retailers insane. And what ends up happening is they don't stock as much of it. And I think that's another reason why it it, it died was because they were hard to obtain after a certain point because yeah. they they don't want to keep them in stock anymore. Yeah. It's like. I'm not going to hang on to 20 of these fucking boxes. I have nowhere to put them. So they probably only kept like one or two for certain platforms. And then when it was gone, then they have to wait to reorder them. So when people want to come in and impulse buy it, it wasn't available. Exactly. So they really need to, to consider that. They need to think of a way to pack that shit in a smaller box because that box was obnoxiously large for retailer. And, and most game shops are very small stores. So... Not everywhere is a big box like your Best Buys or your Fries that are going to have large space in a back room to put all this crap. You should just be able to order it online. But like then you from, but then you have to ship it. Oh god, fucking shipping on that. And <sighs> and if you're not home to, and you're not home to receive that delivery, you really want to go pick up that big box from somewhere else? Oh my god, yeah, no. So like <laughs> if, if they need to really think of a way to to make it a mo- a lot smaller of a box. To, to ship it. Mm-hmm. And, and in my opinion, the way, the, what they should do to make it a lot easier is make the instruments universal. Like, it works with PS3 or Xbox. So they can just have boxes for the instruments and then you just buy the disc for whatever system you yeah. want. That would make it a lot easier yeah. instead of having, oh, this one's for Wii and then this one's for... Yeah, so like, like, oh, we've got like 12 still in stock for Xbox One, but we're all out of PS4. Exactly. But we've just got all these instruments sitting around. Like, exactly. Just make the instruments good universal point. for whatever system. And then you just buy the disc. That's good. The disc should just be able to be sold regardless, whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that if they do allow the older instruments, you can just buy whatever. Yeah. And then you just buy the instruments if you need them. Cool. That's what they should do. Or, like, have them individually boxed. So, like, maybe you only want guitar. And then, like, if you buy it as a bundle, it's whatever. Yeah. Anyways. So Rock Band 4 is happening. <laughs> and that concludes this episode <laughs> of Video Game Realness. Episode 68. Do you know what episode is next week? 69. 69. Oh my god. We should theme it. 
It should be like a super slutty episode. <laughs> All the hottest guys in video games. Oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> okay, just that was my like actually, duck noise. Yeah, well, yeah, just, let's do it. Everyone come up with your top five hottest guys in gaming. Just, just for no, no apparent reason. <laughs> Which is funny because isn't, okay. isn't video March, game realness like episode sixty nine? Who in all of gaming are the like tops and bottoms of gaming? Yeah. Ah, yes. All right, look forward to that. Look forward to that. Tops and bottoms. <laughs> who would you want to see sixty nine in the gaming world? Phoenix, Phoenix Wright, and and uh, Apollo. <laughs> Oh my god, this is too much. We need to stop that, this right that is, now. That is I am s- too hungry for this right now. <laughs> that is a 69 that I would love to see happen. <laughs> Anyways, um, that concludes our episode. Be sure to check out our website, videogamerealness.com, um, where you can a- access to all of our links for Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, etc. And you can get links to our partners, such as GameBooey.org. That's GameBooey.org. Koopa Club, Game Bar, Orange Lounge Radio, and Horde House. Of course, Nintendo Love Fest. And Nintendo Love Fest. Girl, have you put that link up yet? No. You <laughs> <laughs> stupid bitch, it's your own I know, <laughs> I just keep forgetting. And you know what's so funny is I even went into the back end of videogamerealness.com to like do something else and then just forgot. And then forgot. I know. I'm sorry, Anthony, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, Michael, you really should add that link. Isn't I'm he sorry. getting married or something? He's, he's getting just... married in a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I, figure, I think he's got a Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sure he's know. busy. But yeah, so listen to that because we had a fun episode last week and I think we're recording one tomorrow. I'm well, so, so behind in like catching up on podcasts. Like but it's yeah. not even funny. But I'm, I'm slowly just... catching up. Love Fest, we always have a fun time. Um, I can try to I would last hope so. week. Last week It'd be we false had, advertising. I know, but like last week though, we had. Um, oh my god! Okay, we were just so into Pokemon Shuffle that like while we were recording, we were trying to beat each other at Pokemon Shuffle because we were on the same level. Mm-hmm. So like halfway through, like we we're just like pulling out our DS and being like, "Yeah, news topics. <laughs> oh, what level are you on? What level are you on? Like it's fun. So That's yeah, hilarious. listen to that." All right. Well, good. Good. Have a good week, everyone, and look forward to episode sixty nine, tops and bottoms. Bye. Bye. <laughs>